old me, old Lisa, what would I do before vacation? And I would kind of go into diet mode. Like many of my clients, I'm sure like many people listening, you go into diet mode. You're like, okay, I'm going to restrict because I want to look good in that bathing suit or I want to look good in those shorts. And you kind of go into this crash diet mentality. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Welcome to our eight-week summer series of episodes to help you ditch the summer diets and start making peace with your current beach body. We want to be in your ears this summer to delete those diet-restrictive ways, become educated on the effects of diets, and learn how to make those mindset shifts to build a healthier relationship with your mind and body. Welcome to the second episode in our Summer Diet Detox series. We have a wonderful guest coming back on the podcast today. Lisa Schrader, known as Thoughtfully Fueled on Instagram, shares with us how to manage vacation and all those thoughts before, during, and after. Everything from feeling anxious to putting on the summer clothes to the effects of diets on our bodies and how it can change our set point weight. You will learn so much on how to enjoy vacation even more. Join us for this conversation. Lisa, it is so great to have you here again with us. And can you introduce yourself to all those who are new here? Yes. Thank you for having me back on your podcast. Um, My name is Lisa. I am better known as Thoughtfully Fueled on Instagram. And I, this is my new thing. I'm the self proclaimed dietitian who doesn't believe in diets. I wrote that down one place somewhere and people love it. So I'm rolling with it. Uh, (laughs) I'm an intuitive eating dietitian and a weight neutral personal trainer who is just here to help women rediscover a relationship with food movement and their body that is different than one they've had in the past. To me, you are one of the top experts I feel in intuitive eating and you were on the uh, podcast earlier back in episode 44 on how to pivot in your intuitive eating journey and you give so many helpful tips in there great information I mean you live and strive for this lifestyle oh thank you And we um, are having you back on this series as we kind of talk about the summer because summer can be a little, it's wonderful. But once, you know, we are in the colder temperatures and when we start putting on the, the shorts, the swimsuits, sometimes those feelings can get mixed. And today we're going to talk about vacation. How can I enjoy eating on vacation? Yes, and I... This is a topic when you asked me to do this, I was like, oh my gosh, 1000%. Because I think a vacation, I mean, really any major life event or something that you look forward to, there's this pressure to look a certain way. 
or to have your body, you know, look good in a pair of shorts or a dress or a swimsuit, whatever it is. And there's this pressure that good, quote unquote, means smaller or thinner. And really what I am trying to tell people, I guess marketing is the right word, is that your body, your right now body is a bikini body. Your right now body is, you know, looks wonderful in those shorts. But I want to talk about that eating piece, which goes along with, you know, the, the pressure to look a certain way. But that eating piece, and I was thinking, okay, old me, old Lisa, what would I do before vacation? And I would kind of go into diet mode. Like many of my clients, I'm sure like many people listening, you go into diet mode. You're like, okay, I'm going to restrict because I want to look good in that bathing suit or I want to look good in those shorts. And you kind of go into this crash diet mentality. And I want to say, you don't have to do that. You are just going to keep eating how you normally eat on vacation. Um, But I think like the first part of it is all those thoughts and feelings leading up to the trip itself. You're 100% right because people have this idea of kind of this timeline of like, I want to look like this for this event or on this vacation. I was um, just watching a YouTube video on an influencer and she like showed the behind the scenes and she always gave great tips. And it started off with her weighing out her yogurt. And I was like, oh goodness. She's like, cause you know, it's going to be swimsuit season. And I was like, oh, oh, I can't watch this. So um, (laughs) how do you get people kind of from that mindset to making peace with not having to prepare for vacation and then just enjoying the vacation? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's good to remember first, whenever we go into that like crash diet mentality or, you know, you're sure you might see those results for a short amount of time, but then you go into that vacation with the effort mentality that I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to do whatever I want. And now we're back to that yo-yo cycle. We're restricting to then quote unquote, fall off the wagon or lose control, whatever you might call it. And to eliminate all of that, we start, like we said, with not restricting before our vacation, with just fueling our body in a way that feels good, moving our body in a way that feels good. So then when we go to vacation, we don't have this loss of control sensation. We're able to still fuel our body, enjoy not only foods that we know are going to make our body feel good, but also foods that are going to create memories that are going to create experiences you're able to be fully present on that trip make memories and not have that little voice in your head telling you oh that was bad we need to make up for that and then that really really reduces the chances of once you get back from that trip going into that cycle again oh my gosh I was so bad on vacation I need to do xyz When we go into that trip with a mindset of, you know, this is just, I'm going to fuel my body. I'm going to eat things like I normally do. I might have a couple things that maybe I don't, but that's okay. It's the experience. 
And then I go right back into my normal routine, my normal schedule, my work, whatever it is. You're eliminating that yo-yo back and forth, back and forth effect, which is kind of that cycle of diet culture. So we see how it really affects the mind. How does it affect our body when we go this up and down and back and forth uh, with this dieting yo-yo effect? Yeah. Well, and then we're talking, you know, how many times are we doing this? A lot of people don't yo-yo once and then, you know, go back to a regulated pattern, a pattern of eating. It's usually a cycle that can last years and years and years. And it's really damaging to the body. Your, your body gets to this point where it's like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to do. And every time that you lose weight, so maybe we drastically change the way in which we eat or the way in which we move to lose weight, your body's like, oop, nope, I don't think she meant to do this. I'm going to hold on to some stuff. I'm in kind of like that fight or flight mode. I'm in this heightened state. And then we're going to hold on to things. And then when we go into the quote unquote fall off the wagon stage, you might gain a little bit of weight. And the more and more you fluctuate, the higher your original weight goes. It's the set point theory. And it's actually when we look at it from like a body composition standpoint, you're losing all of that lean muscle, which keeps you strong, which keeps your organs safe, all of these good benefits you're really losing all of that lean muscle and you're adding on fat, which becomes, you know, has health um, implications of itself, but we're really changing the composition of our body. And the more and more you do that, the more and more that composition changes and the more dangerous it can become for your internal organs, your hormone balances, all of these things. So the sooner we can kind of nip that cycle in the butt, the better for all aspects of health. Yes. I love talking about the set point theory because that has one science base and it really does make sense and kind of shows the patterns of our weight cycles as linked to our eating. And many people don't realize that, especially as we get older, because it's just creeping up and up and up. (laughs) Yes. And I think it's something too that it is really hard to explain. It's kind of this, like, yes, it's a scientific concept, but it's really hard to explain to anyone, whether, whether you're in the medical field or not. It's a very hard topic to grasp. So if this is your first time hearing about set point theory, if you don't totally understand it, that's okay. It takes multiple people explaining it multiple times even experiencing it, I always looked back to like my own lived experience and said, oh, that's why every time I restricted and then again, fell off the wagon, whatever you want to call that, my weight crept up and then it crept up. And that, that normal weight where, I mean, it's called your set point weight, but that weight where you just effortlessly hang out. When we do these drastic back and forth, that weight changes and it's harder and harder to get back to your original weight after you do that many, many times because the body is just so confused. 
Yeah, it's kind of that feel-good weight of where your body just kind of falls into place and this feels good no matter uh, kind of on the expenditure and intake as well. Exactly, exactly. And we know that the weight will fluctuate. Everyone's weight fluctuates here and there. But we're saying that weight that, like you said, it's kind of effortless. You get into this point where you're fueling your body, you're moving in a way that feels good, and it's just where you hang out. And kind of coming back to the eating on vacation, the more and more that you go back and forth and, you know, just try to change your body for a short amount of time, what we're getting at and the reason I brought up that set point weight is it has long-term effects. The more and more you do this for the short-term kind of benefit, the longer it has to impact you, you know, multiple different things. It just really does have these long-term impacts on your overall health. 100%. And sometimes within the short frame, we want to lose that five to 10 pounds. We think that's going to make a difference, but how would you respond to that? Well, I would say, first of all, the body that you have right now is beautiful. It's unique. It's yours. And I have clients who come to me with a goal of losing, maybe it's five pounds, maybe it's 10 pounds, whatever it is. And I always say, can we put that on the back burner? Can we focus on a healthy habit? Maybe it's moving your body more. Maybe it's meditation. It's, you know, whatever it is that maybe weight loss will come. Maybe it won't. But when we focus on other things and stop using the number on the scale as our only predictor of did I do quote unquote good or did I do quote unquote bad? You're able to kind of like take those blinders off and see that, oh, if I focus on habits, this is going to make me overall happier and healthier, which to me is a win-win. So if you are thinking, oh my gosh, I need to lose that five pounds or that 10 pounds, or I need to get my body quote unquote summer ready. I want you to challenge yourself and say, what happens when you lose that five pounds? What happens when your body is quote unquote summer ready or do all your problems just go away and you are happier? No, sorry. You're just going to be five pounds lighter and have the same things going on or your body's going to maybe look like someone else's, but you didn't work on all the other things. So it's, it's again, that short term, short term fix, but it doesn't really address all the other things that are going on. So practicing, respecting the body that you have, it doesn't have to be love on the body. You probably have heard like the body love, the body respect, the, you know, this body positivity journey. I want you to get to the neutral point. I want you to get to a point where you're like, I don't hate what I see in the mirror, but I also don't necessarily love every inch of my skin and that's okay, but I can respect what it does for me. I respect that my legs allow me to go run after my kids. I respect that my arms allow me to lift my suitcase up into that overhead bin for my vacation. Just getting to that respect part, that is such a huge mindset shift and will maybe eliminate those thoughts or feelings of wanting to lose five pounds or get your body, quote unquote, summer ready. You're going into it so much deeper and everything that you said was so good as the reminder to just like, yes, I I need to shift it towards that mindset of um, 
of how I feel. And you made a good point too. You know, we see these um, information on body positivity and like, like that looks, they make it look easy and it's not always yeah. easy. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes an ongoing battle every single day. But if you can look at the experience and for the enjoyment of it. Um, so a couple of things with, as we're looking into vacation, um, you know, you may still have once you get to vacation, just because it is exciting and new. Um, how do you portray the eating um, during vacation? You know, maybe not going too much, too little, or is that just all up in the air? Yeah, I think when you go into vacation thinking, I'm going to allow myself to have fun. I'm going to allow myself to enjoy this experience. But I also know that I need to fuel my body properly. I need to really dive into that 10th intuitive eating principle, if you're familiar, which is gentle nutrition. And that's where the fun and then also the knowledge kind of come together. So if you know your body does really well when you have protein at every meal, you can still prioritize that while also enjoying the experience. And I think having a very open approach to this, not having a rigid plan going into it, but also knowing yourself and knowing your body. And that takes time. If this is your first vacation that you're going into with this brand new mindset, it's a learning experience. Learn what works, learn what doesn't work. And then the next time that you go on vacation, you're like, oh, I can do this. I know that I need to prioritize a couple of these things while also living in the moment and enjoying the experience. Yes. Great takeaway. So first, knowing what foods make you feel good, enjoying the experience of the food. Um, yeah. for spring break, ours was a very small spring break and I had the intention. I, I was excited and we were getting out and I was, I, in, inside, I was thinking, I am, I can't wait to enjoy food that I don't have to make. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and yes. what I saw, um, I didn't snack. Like I would eat my meals and then I'm, I'm a big snacker. And then I just would not be hungry because I really enjoyed the experience. And then another big thing, um, I made sure I got plenty of water because I get dehydrated and headaches when we are going on vacation. So those are my two big takeaways from our mini vacation. Yeah. And I think also being really open to your eating patterns changing. Like you said, you're normally a snacker and then you went on vacation and you weren't and not freaking out about that, not being like, oh my gosh, something is wrong. Just being like, no, this is a, I'm in a different environment. My, my day-to-day is different. Therefore, my eating patterns are going to be different. And that is okay. Going into it and saying, I'm going to enjoy this experience. I'm going to spend time with my family, with my friends, with my loved ones. And I'm going to enjoy food that other people are preparing. And I know, you know, I got to stay hydrated. So that's going to be something that I prioritize. That is like the perfect example of still carrying with you those things that make you feel good, but also having fun with it. And another thing, when I got back, I could tell 
my my stomach hurt um, from enjoying a lot of food. So I needed to get back and have some good fiber. And, you know, the next day, getting right back on to my normal schedule of foods, it was great. Not a big deal. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's just something... Again, you you know that. And maybe next time you go on vacation, you're like, okay, I need to prioritize fiber a little bit more during the trip so that I don't have that, you know, big transition when I come home. But if you don't, it's no big deal because now you know and you can just be like, oh, okay, yep, fiber something that I need to include when I get home. And I function really well when I'm on my routine. So those are my two things post-vacation that I focus on. Yes, yes. Enjoying the experience with family, forgetting about um, everything else, the the little, the thoughts that all go with that. Uh, do you have any other last takeaways for this topic? Yeah, I think realistically, I mean, we've said it a hundred times, but enjoy the experience. You will not look back on a vacation and remember oh my gosh, I was bloated in this bathing suit or I, you know, didn't eat. You're going to remember the, the memories. You're not going to look back and say, oh, you know, I wish I did lose that five pounds. You can be like, look at how much fun we're having. So I always say, if it doesn't, if it won't matter when you're 80, don't worry about it now. Don't put the time and the energy into stressing out about it now. Just enjoy the experience in the body that you have, fuel your body, maybe do some movement if it feels right, and just have fun. And I want to add one more little thing. Go ahead and buy some shorts and some swims, swimsuits that you feel good in. Like, yeah. I just naturally put on a pair of shorts over my swimsuit, and then I, I feel really good. I can move. I can do things. I don't have to worry as my... But hanging out, you know, I just, I just feel good in it. So go ahead and do that. <laughs> right. And buy them in a size that fits right now. 100%. Yes. Yes. I wanted to take a little break to talk to you about a meal kit that I am loving right now. I will be honest, making dinners, grocery shopping has kind of become a boring task for me. I'm lacking in motivation and I just want to snap my fingers and voila, mealtime is done and the family loves it. <laughs> oh, how I can dream, but I did stop on an ad that caught my eye and it spoke to me to make meal planning, shopping and cooking easier. So I thought, why not try it out? And that is Hungry Root. Hungry Root takes out all the headaches of meal planning, grocery shopping, meal prepping, and recipe finding, so you don't even have to think. Deleting the decisions was so helpful for me. If you want to try it out for yourself, I have a special code in the show notes to get 50% off your first order at Hungry Root. It is a personalized grocery service that makes it easy to shop for, cook, and love healthy food. Great. I have a couple quick closing questions. It's just Ooh. sharing your favorite summer drink, summer food, and movement that we will close with. Okay. My favorite summer drink, I love an Arnold Palmer. Half iced tea, half lemonade. So refreshing, a little different. That is like my go-to. Favorite summer food, watermelon. Of course, I remember, like, as a child, seeing who could spit a watermelon seed the farthest. 
<laughs> but watermelon just like instantly makes me think of summer and summer movement, anything on the water. Swimming, I am fortunate enough that I've been able to like water ski and wakeboard, all the things, anything by a body of water. That's my favorite way to move in the summer. We are ready for it. We are in the Midwest and it's cold. It's still May and it's freezing and we are just itching for all the summer fun. (laughs) I agree. I'm like ready to be in my shorts, to be outside, have to put sunscreen on and a hat because it's actually sunny. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lisa, you have so many good tips to share. Um, tell everyone how they can connect with you. Yeah. So, like I said, I am thoughtfully fueled on Instagram, pretty much anywhere you can find me. I also just started my own podcast, which is called the Fully Fueled Life Podcast. Um, so, go ahead and search. Right now, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But That should be changing soon, slowly trying to figure out this whole podcast thing. Um, But those are the two ways that you can connect with me. And I would love, especially if you listen to this episode, I would love to hear your takeaways from it. Thank you so much for sharing all your tips and um, good reminders. Like, can I just have you in my head every day? Because that would really help. Of course. Of course. I really do mean it. Lisa needs to be in my head. And I want you to take every single ounce of her with you this summer. When those thoughts start to creep up on going on a fat diet, um, it is my mission here to make this intuitive voice louder. And I hope this helps you in your journey. It's hard. Don't beat yourself up. But we are here for you this summer. And join us next week for our third episode as we talk more about that evil word, carbs. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.